Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Food Studios in Austin, Texas, this is Buy or Sell with Jeff Ward and Cedric Golden. Here's the way it works. Five statements are made. You're either buying them or you're selling them. It's not crypto. It's not flipping houses. Uh, That voice you hear in the background or grunting in the background or mocking sound in the background, that would be... Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. Buy or sell? Here we go, buy or sell number one. The way to fix the NBA All-Star Game is to grant the NBA Finals home court advantage to the team from the winning conference of the All-Star Game. Buy or sell? Uh, No, I sell. The way to fix the NBA All-Star Game is to take it out behind the barn and shoot it in the head. I mean, good Lord, that thing's so dead. There's nothing you can do. Um... Outside, I know MLB tried this uh, a few years back, but it's just putting too much uh, importance on a game that just doesn't mean anything. And um, there's too much on the line to award home field or home court. So the only language that these guys speak is more money. Make it a winner-take-all with each player getting a million bucks for winning the game. The loser gets nothing, and the loser loses at the bot at the bank and he loses in, in the bragging rights department. So no one wants to get punked and not get paid. Imagine all those family members and hangers on that these guys are taking care of. Imagine how invested they'd be in this game. You could take care of them with one good one good uh, afternoon at the office and keep your own money. So the league and networks could get sponsors to foot the bill it would be an easy sell. I, I, I would say more money and uh, not awarding a home court advantage because of an all-star game. Okay, wait. What do you what, so explain more money? Like what? Put some serious. I don't how much money you have. A million bucks is a million bucks, Jeff Ward. Yeah, I know. I know these guys are these guys are stacking chips, but they're getting like what eighty thousand to yeah. win. Yeah, they they've got that in their glove compartment. They know eighty thousand is not going to get them there, but a million bucks is a million bucks. And so uh, there's something about getting a million dollars 
just to win a basketball game that I think would actually motivate these non-defense playing, um, non-trying guys to actually put put forth some effort. So I think that might be the answer. So the, but the win- real answer winner, is just not to do it anymore. Yeah, the winner the winner gets a million. The loser gets um, some Diet Coke. Yeah, the winners get a million each. Twelve guys, a million bucks each. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, I sell on everything, everything, the statement, and I just sell on what you just suggested. First of all, um, this is terrible to say, but I'm I'm going to slightly push back on the premise that the NBA All-Star Game is a complete waste. You know what I don't want to do if I own an NBA franchise? I don't want fill-in-the-blank starter or star to get rolled up in the All-Star Game in February. No thanks. And if they're playing for a million, the chances of him getting rolled up, whatever happening, knocked off the glass, anything, are even greater if you're playing for a million dollars. Who cares if the All-Star Game is bad? Right? I mean, to me, it's... It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, when, when I mean, when has it ever really been watchable? I mean, I don't know that it's all that different than when it's Ma- ever. When Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan were actually competing, okay, and they were the LeBron Jameses of their day, and they were making as much money as anybody, but they were still trying hard. And you know, spare me the spare me if he gets hurt. Yeah, anyone can get hurt. Right. Sports. Well, no, their chances of getting hurt are far greater if you're playing in a game, a competitive game. I don't, and in guys of today, I don't know. I I don't want my guy to get hurt in February. I don't care if the East wins the All Star Game. I want my guy back fresh that next Tuesday when we're trying to make a playoff push. And the last thing I need is for the guy I just gave a hundred million dollars to have his career cut short or miss a month and a half of the season. I I, I don't. Then why, then why play? So you, fans, can, you can you can blow out an ACL going in for a layup in pregame just as easy as on a on a breakaway dunk. Why have the game? Do something like the the Pro Bowl is doing. Oh, Do a that. skills competition. Some something where they can see their stars, uh, but but not see them not trying because that's not basketball. I play basketball, and there's nothing worse if you're a real basketball player than guys half-assing it. It's not pleasing to the eye, and the damn sure ain't pleasing to play in. Right, I get it, but 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 the game is half ass. <laughs> it's it's what's real. It's, it hasn't always been half ass. Well, I, I know, but the real those the re- guys those guys put on a show when we were growing up in the eighties. Those guys put on a dunking alley ooping competition in the first three quarters with about eight minutes to go. They hunker down. They play some defense. Three, two fouls called in on All Star game. Two fouls called. Right. That's a crock. Who wants to watch that? Well, I don't. Not not many. I mean, they just want to show up and get some autographs. Let me ask you this: Would you, if you had a thirty, if you had a thirty-one-year-old star today, would you let that person be in the dunk competition? If you own the team, no. Right. And they and and they they're never they don't they don't participate in the dunk competition anymore. Right. There's a reason LeBron's never played in it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Three point shootout, sure. Yeah, dunk competition, no. But this, this this is a competition now. The dunk is for kids that are on the come up. I know, I know, which I, which I think is fine. I mean, I just um, I I don't I don't know that I expect the All Star Game for guys to you know bloody somebody's nose and put elbows in their face and 
I mean, it's, it is just a show because we're not going to give a flip about the All-Star game come June. And if I own a team or coach the team or I'm an agent, I want my guy on the court in June. Don't you think those guys in the 80s wanted their guys on the court as yeah, well? Yeah, but the guys in the 80s. Magic Johnson won five championships, and he and he went all out in the All-Star game. I, I know, but they're they're trying they're they're sort of making last they're they're making more now and they're la- they're lasting longer. Yeah, but that's all relative. They were Magic Johnson was one of the highest paid. Michael Jordan was the highest paid. Kobe Bryant was one of the highest paid. They still tried hard, and you know, I, and I understand the risks involved. But if you're in the entertainment business, I think you should give a better product than what we witnessed. I'm not going to watch that crap again. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and you went, you went, you went full old school. Get off my lawn. That's my sport, Jeff Ward. That's my sport. That is my sport. I I'm I played that sport, and I know what it's like to to be on a team of guys that aren't trying. It's it's not pleasing, and I'll I will protect the sanctity of basketball. I will. Look at that. I've. Like I'm about to cry. Like a Vince Lombardi, you had Vince Lombardi on us. It was awesome. This is the win one for the Gipper. Yeah. Buy or sell. All right, here we go. Buy or sell number two. Free agent running back Saquon Barkley of the Giants should be the biggest target of the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. Buy or sell. I think this is my first buy in about six months. It really um, is. It is. Because I've been selling a lot, man. I've been selling a lot. Um, I'm buying. I think Saquon Barkley is the missing piece to to this offense that might might put them in another gear. I know they're gonna have to make some upgrades up front on the offensive line, but I but I believe that Saquon Barkley instead of Tony Pollard is is a huge upgrade for the Cowboys. I'd be all over Saquon this season. Now, he's coming off a year where he only ran for like a 962 yards. But it was in an absolute nightmare of an offense. And Danny Dimes is brutal, and and they don't have any receivers. And so I think the boys have moved on from Pollard. They're not going to franchise him. Uh, imagine him on a team with Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, that good tight end, Brandon Cooks, and an offensive line that's going to improve in the draft. Derrick Henry is out there as well. Josh Jacobs is out there. But Saquon Barkley's only 27 years old, and he's finally healthy. Uh, he took a discount to play for the crappy Giants. I don't think he's going to try to break the bank to be a part of a great offense. I believe Saquon Barkley is a right fit for the Dallas Cowboys. I buy. Yeah, I buy too. I I wouldn't go all in because no matter who it is. You know, here's here's a weird analogy. So, a really, really good running back. He's not Christian McCaffrey, but can he do a lot of stuff? He's he's certainly among that next group of two. You know, Josh Jacobs might be your next pick. I mean, there's they're kind of interchangeable, I think. But but running backs are let's find a good analogy. I was about to say like a sports car, but it's almost like having a second home. You don't really need it, but if you can afford it, it's uh, it's pretty cool to have. It can be a nice getaway and stuff like that. So if you can spend the money on a running back, then then do it. If you've got a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs, it's like the 49ers. The 49ers had the money to spend. Dallas barely does, but Dallas has got a built-in sales pitch to this guy. 
and that is a Saquon. You, you, your career's maybe going to last three or four more years. That's life. That's the shelf life of a running back. Why don't you come and win? I think Dallas's pitch to him is slightly more difficult than I think we would like to believe. I don't know who else would make a run at him, but if Saquon Barkley is rightly sitting there today saying, I am not going to go back to the Giants. One, they're not going to pay him. Two, he's behind a joke of a quarterback and a joke of an offense, and it's just not worth it. I'm not sure Dallas's sales pitch is better than somebody else's. I don't know who that somebody else is now. I think it's possible because of their flame out against the Packers Dallas needs slightly needs Saquon Barkley more than Saquon Barkley needs Dallas. Nice, I agree. You know what? I mean, that's how that's how that's how crappy that first round loss was for the Cowboys. That you may have br- ruined your chance to walk up to Saquon Barkley and say, "You know what, kid? We're we're going to make a run at the title." He's going to say, "No, you're not. You guys suck." <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I'm yeah, not. and I would be I would be really worried. And and the good thing the good thing, Jeff, is there's a market. There are a lot of guys that are going to be available. Right. Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens are much more yep. attractive because their defense Agreed. has a pulse. Agreed. They'll go after a Saquon or a Derrick Henry. Imagine one of those guys, especially Derrick Henry in a run heavy offense. Yeah. Derrick Henry in Baltimore is going to take so much pressure off Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. That might be enough to get them over the top. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, the fact is, you know, you you want a guy, you want a guy that's going to accept two to three year deal. You don't want to overpay for a back; it's just not worth it. But you do want that vacation home or that sports car, and he's it. And I think there's enough teams, mm-hmm. like you said, Baltimore, maybe a few others that would say, "You're listening to Dallas? You mean the team that got rolled in the first round? Hey, we're closer than they are. This is all that. Hey, kid, you're not going to play till you're 32. Forget it. So." Come get a chance here now. So I, I like it for Dallas. I think it's it would be a nice added bonus. I don't know what happened to Tony Pollard. I have no idea why that went so wrong so fast, but it did. And Saquon Barkley is hungry. I don't know if Tony Pollard is. Obviously not. I don't know what he's. What happened to him? Like, what is that? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I think he still averaged like four yards a carry, but. What happened to those 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 explosive plays that we watched when he was backing up Zeke? He just became just a normal just a guy. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't I, I think they're in dire need of an upgrade at that position. And it won't cost them much. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Buy or sell. There's nothing that can be done about court storming in college basketball. Buy or sell. 
Well, I sell because there's something that can be done. But the thing is, man, you you can't arrest you can't arrest seven thousand kids storming a court. Uh, but I mean, what's going to have to happen? We talk about all star game injuries. I mean, you get, you saw Caitlin Clark get trucked. Kyle Philip how you said Filipowski got hurt Duke. Um, the one thing that comes to my mind is you, know, you can maybe announce with a couple of minutes left. You know, if if, if there will be no court storming, um, give the give the other team a minute to get off the court, and then you release the hounds. But then you take away <laughs> from the spontane spontaneity of it all. And these kids are nuts, man. They are they are. It's like the running of the bulls out there, and um, you feel bad because these other. Uh, opponents are sitting ducks and you know you got the duke coach calling it out saying man what are we going to do about it well you're coaching duke so y'all never storm the court because you're very good every year so you've seen court stormed against you but they don't storm at cameron indoor or in chapel hill so i think um the thing that you have to look at is these tv networks it's kind of kind of um hypocritical because they're you got guys calling it out but then you can't wait to see that sports center moment from overhead, the camera where they show them storming the court in football and basketball. So I think uh, maybe giving them a minute to get off the court, but do you have enough security personnel to make that happen? Uh, outside of finding a school a million bucks, I don't know what you do. Yeah, I, you know, Jay Billis of ESPN, their college basketball analyst, who's not a stupid guy by any stretch, came out Very today smart. and smart. said and said, keep everyone on the floor and arrest them. And I'm thinking, my God, how many security people do you are going to need? I mean, this is crazy. You'd arrest 5,000 people. and or, or create a riot. Or create a riot, I mean, exactly. So the next person getting run over is going to be some security guard in a yellow windbreaker. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, it's got to stop because it's going to end badly. It's already ended badly enough. With a player, an important player getting hurt by some knucklehead, and I don't think they're celebrating anything. I think they're running around out there just to get TikTok clips. Um, someone's going to get laid out by one of these players. That's what's going to happen. Some frat guy is going to get in someone's face. It might just be in Lubbock, Texas, soon tonight, and say something immediately at the worst time possible. And six foot nine guy is going to drop him. And then it is game on. So I think you have to, I think you have to identify people. I think you have to kick, if they're in school, you have to kick them out of school. If they're, you have to kick them out of the arena for good. They can no longer come back in, at least, you know, until next year. I think you got to try to identify them and punish them because I don't think punishing the school or the conference doing it is, is going to have much of an impact. But I do think you have to do something because it's, Someone's going to get laid out by one of these players. That's what's going to happen. Buy or sell. All right, the Bears decide to keep Justin Fields at quarterback and trade the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Buy or sell? I sell. He's not that dude. He's not that dude. Um, Sooner or later, they're going to get it right. And we all know that Chicago is where great quarterbacks go to die. When, When have they ever had a great quarterback? I mean, Jim McMahon was not a great NFL no. quarterback. That's he right. just happened to be quarterback and when the greatest defense ever was wreaking havoc. And and he had Walter Payton in the backfield. So, uh, Vince Evans, Bob Avellini, Mike Phipps. Bob Avellini. Flutie. 
I mean, do we want to go down that 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 horrible dark road of, of NFL quarterbacks, Bob Avellini? Wow. I mean, good lord, uh, just awful, awful quarterbacks in the history of the Bears. So, if I'm Justin Fields, I can't wait to get out of there. And I think the Bears should trade him to a team where he doesn't have to be the alpha. You know, somewhere like Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Denver, somewhere like that, where they've got better players uh, surrounding him. Um, I don't I don't know that him staying in Chicago is going to be good for him or the Bears. Uh, go get Caleb Williams. Go get go get Drake May. Uh, we, we both know that you got to have on a team like that that doesn't have any weapons, hardly. Uh, they've got to get a great quarterback. And maybe if they get a great quarterback, they can they can lure some free agents. DJ Moore's a decent receiver, but they but they don't have much else after that. So keeping him would be a mistake myself. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I think you have to. Just just to change the scenery, just to mix it up. Um, here, here's what I think is weird. Because um, I think the fan base is going to just go psychotic if they don't draft a quarterback at one. You know, the argument could be this. You trade down, you still get a quarterback at four, five, or six, maybe even seven. Um, I don't... That means you're just betting every you're betting the future the next six years of the franchise on Caleb Williams. You better get it right, or we're going to be talking about them six years from now, saying they're the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. Now they're the dark hole that is the quarterback position. All that stuff that you said. I don't know what all you can get for Justin Fields. I mean, I'm not sure I'm a buyer that anyone's going to give away that much to get him. I mean, he's an okay guy to try it out. I might give up a second or third round pick for Justin Fields, but that's it. You know, I mean, the question is for him, it's not that Chicago wants Mm -hmm. to move on. I think they do. The question that he's going to run into is he's third. I think he might be the third most attractive free agent quarterback. One would be Kirk Cousins. Two, I think would even be Russell Wilson. Then he's third. So I think these other dominoes have to fall first for him to find that job. You know, the Chicago said, we're going to know soon what we're going to do. They're right now, I guarantee you, you know, pouring cocktails, trying to sell him to someone. And I think a lot of teams are saying, well, hang on a second, maybe. He might be our third choice. we got to find out what, what's going to happen to Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins. And I don't know that he's better than both. I, I don't. I don't think he's better mm. than I don't think he's better than Kirk Cousins. And no, I don't know. Kirk Cousins he's... getting you thirty touchdowns exactly. a year. Exactly. When is I, mean, I think Minnesota. Gonna ever I think get Minnesota. Minnesota is going to want to hang on to Kirk Cousins, which I think helps Justin Fields. But I don't think the market moves until Kirk Cousins. The decision on Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson happens, and then it'll move on on Justin Fields. You can go stick him in, Kirk. you know, in Atlanta, which I think is a is probably a good fit for him, and he can hand the ball off and throw his screen passes. Yeah, and he's a, and he's definitely better than Desmond Ritter. Yeah, yeah, he's dead because he can because he can get loose on the edge and make plays with his legs. And I think Atlanta would be a great yeah. landing spot for Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I think so. But it's still a two year window or three year window because quarterbacks that run around don't last long. I mean, you just got to prepare yourself. You got to prepare yourself for that. You can go get him and say, "Hey, bud, go go move this offense," and that includes you running around in. But you better know that you better have a backup quarterback ready to go because even as good of an athlete as he is and big a guy that he is, you're still going to get hurt. 
Buy or sell? All right, final buy or sell. ESPN got it right with Baker Mayfield as the best college quarterback of the 2000s. Buy or sell? Good Lord. Awful. Just awful. (laughs) And I know, Jeff Ward, this has got your fingerprints all over. You love Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. You love you some Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback of the 2000s. Well, that's what ESPN said. I don't is think he, I don't think I would have said he that. Is he even top 5? I, I I would argue he's a top 5. I, I would, but I don't know that I I you don't have, know. But you'd have to be you have to be Perry Mason to win that argument. I mean, good lord, <laughs> you'd have to be Atticus Finch to win that argument. Here's the thing. <laughs> the Bake Show was great at OU. And it was a great comeback story, you know. Didn't you know he he found a landing place? Vincent Paul Young was the absolute greatest quarterback of the two thousands. Thirty and two as a starter, and he would have been thirty one and one if Mac Brown hadn't a coach scared against OU in two thousand and four when they lost twelve to nothing. Um, did he win the Heisman Trophy? No, but I'm telling you, he would. He he was a monster. An absolute monster. Who would you rather face at the peak? Baker, Johnny Manziel, Liner, Tebow, or VY? Give me VY all day long. He was the most unstoppable, dual threat, running, passing quarterback to ever play besides Michael Vick. I, I give Vick, I'll give Vick right, put Vick right there with him. I believe that the Texas Longhorns. Um, would have would have had a chance to win back to back championships if not for Mac in that one game. Vince Young, uh, to this day, there are teams that would not have an answer for Vince Young. I think Baker was great, but man, Vince Young was the greatest. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I- I'm gonna sell. That it's not Baker Mayfield, but then I'm going to double sell that it's not Vince Young. Vince Young had one of the the greatest single season of a college quarterback of the 2000s goes to Joe Burrow. Vince Young is second or third in greatest season of the 2000s. Vince Young's career, but that's not, a, but that's not the question. That's not the question. Well, it's the best of is the two. The I know best of the 2000s, but I would say that I would take the total of. Tim Tebow's career was better than Vince Young's. Yes. Yeah. Matt Leinert's career was probably better than Vince Young's. Vince Young had an incredible year and a half. Vince Young, by the t- his third year, he was close to losing his job and getting benched. In fact, he did get benched once. Um so there's no denying the guy was unstoppable for an entire season. That whole team was unstoppable for an entire season. So I, I, I can't – I'm looking at it slightly differently. I'm looking at sort of the total picture there. I think a case could be made for Tim Tebow. The Joe Burrow season was incredible. Deshaun Watson had an amazing career and a championship. Um, Cole McCoy's entire career was as good as anybody's. He just didn't have a championship. That's true. So, That's true. I um and Leinert's career was probably the career was better than Vince Young. So I think you have to spread it out and say single season, but even if you're gonna say single season, I think the best season of all time, maybe of all time in college football was Joe Burroughs. Yeah, he was on an NFL team too. I know, I know, I mean, it's we, true. But 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 yeah. sad, it's not like the guys around Vince Young were crappy. My gosh. <laughs> he had, <laughs> an, he had an NFL offensive line and he had Cedric Benson. 
Um, his his receivers didn't didn't make it. Uh, David Thomas had a good career. The defense was an NFL caliber. So, right. Uh, yeah, all, all of these guys had great teammates around them that made it to the league. But the thing with Oklahoma quarterbacks, I think there are the the quarter Oklahoma quarterbacks that made the list were Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Sam Bradford, who had an incredible final season in Oklahoma. He really did. Um, what about Jason yeah. White? He won a Heisman. He won a Heisman Trophy, right? They won a national. Who was the quarterback they won a national championship with? Josh Heupel. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, that was all the way in 2000. So for all these guys, then they put um, Jalen Hurts as well. So they have four Oklahoma quarterbacks in the top 25, none of whom won a championship. Did Colt make top 25? He did. He was at um, at at number 12 just behind Trevor Lawrence. And just ahead of, you'll love this, just ahead of Johnny Manziel at 13. Johnny Manziel had an incredible season. He did. And then he hit the club. Then it went downhill in a hurry, and it's still going downhill at a rapid speed. Six, yes, seven and four, seven and four with Johnny Manziel, crazy. Yeah, I know, but that's there was nothing around him either. I mean, really, those weren't very good teams. Even when he, he took a team to eleven and two that had nobody out. Well, he had, he had Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. Okay, man. that he helps. Mike Evans, man. That man. helps. Yeah. Okay, that helps. Yeah, Baker Mayfield was one. Cam Newton. There's an argument to be made. There was two. Vince Young, three. Tim Tebow, four. Joe Burrow, five. Deshaun Watson, six. Kyler Murray, seven. Lamar Jackson. Remember, that was nice. a pretty pretty epic career he had at Louisville. It's it's Louisville. Charlie Strong with Charlie Strong. <laughs> Marcus Mariota goes. at nine. And then a guy that had an, an incredible two and a half seasons was Robert Griffin III at Baylor. He's at 10. Oh, he was wonderful. He was wonderful. Yep. Redskins ruined him. Ruined Sorry, him. did I say that on... Uh, on, the, on my radio. My gosh. Uh, the going, team that's now oh the Commanders. My, yeah. You're in trouble now. You are you're in trouble <laughs> yeah, now. All right, man. Good oh, stuff. Man. Good talking to you. Okay, bro. Later. Buy or sell.